0: Welcome everybody it's week five of next week tonight and this is the rest of the full episode Uh, if you saw another one it was just the quick hitting blitz from week five you can go listen to that if you like please do download Um, but I will be covering everything that is listed there but in more detail in this full episode so I hope you enjoy We can do a lot of of great stuff, a lot of good talk about some players for trades, in particular this week. So have a good week. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Next Week Tonight. Okay, for the rest of us, we're going right on back. There we go. Okay, week five ads. I said Tyler Algier. So, all right, Algier, Algier. I, I never know how to say it for sure. But thing is, it, P- Patterson's usage has been absolutely nuts. We're talking five, top five, if not, I think fourth overall, depending on how you want to measure it. But his opportunity share, weighted opportunity share, um, his, I have a metric called command, which basically looks at a combination of the weighted opportunities in in raw total, as well as the share of the team um it also incorporates things like first down so it little ties into a little bit of what a, a, an nfl team and coaches think about and so it's i called it fantasy command because it's uh there's not even fantasy command it's just how much opportunity are they commanding is the idea so going forward how much opportunity how much work usage are they going to be demanding and commanding and that's what so much of fantasy points and predicting fantasy points is based on so i said well let's not try and get too hung up on the other details let's just say who is going to be commanding the best opportunity because of what they've done who's going to continue to command that in the future they're going to be the ones scoring the points or most likely to things happen i get it but for the most part that's the guys who do it and i've done the tests so how all of last year holds up extremely well very very predictive not just descriptive but predictive as well because again the point is what they can command in the future so back to patterson command it's ridiculously high um second if not i think third or fourth highest command right now through three weeks of data so anyway that's a lot for one of the older guys in running around um i don't see how i mean that's that's high for any normal running back let alone a guy with Cordero patterson's background history age What happened last year, right? Same thing. Very similar. They either need to get him into more of a committee, which means someone like Tyler Alger is more involved, or he's going to get hurt. And I hate to say that. I hope they don't. But one way or the other, Tyler Alger's value and usage is going to improve. Plain and simple. Hopefully they get into a committee and because Patterson's been good as well. I mean, you don't realize this but he has like the second most running back yards in the league right behind uh Chubb. I mean, it and it's all volume. It's crazy. All right, Noah Brown not getting enough recognition. Um and I'm guilty of this too. We keep and it's because in the back of minds we're thinking, "Oh, he's not that good." And uh you know, then he does it again and, "Oh, he's not that good." Oh, uh, Michael Gallup's coming back. He's going to take his job. Even I was saying, add Michael Gallup last week. And you should. You should. But I'm not entirely convinced Noah Brown is just going to take. I mean, Michael Gallup is going to take Noah Brown's job. He's doing He's doing the job well. He's not just out there. His numbers actually reflect that he's doing well. All right. So... Um, Sorry, I'm trying to pull this up. There we go. Okay. So anyway, the other thing you want to pay a mind to is Alec Pierce in the Indianapolis. So the thing with him is that the other guys just aren't cutting it. You know, we wanted I wanted it to be Paris. And he got the opportunity and he didn't do anything. Drop him. I said. Uh Ashton Dulan, he he's getting by, he's okay. Um, but he's I mean, he's not even putting up his old you know, Zach Pascal kind of numbers in the past. All right. So you saw a little bit out of Alec Pierce at the end of that game last week. Um, he's going to get a shot. I'm not going to say it's going to work out. Um, there's a number of things about his profile. I wasn't that impir- Im- Im- by. <laughs> impressed by, impressed um, by, but he is, he's fast and um, he's like I said, he's going to get a shot. So, you could become a little mini um, Michael Pittman out there. I think I heard someone say, describe him. And it's not a terrible description. Um, we also have Richie James. Unfortunately, um, Sterling the Shepherd ACL. Feel terrible for that guy because he has done nothing but produce for his team when he's been on the field the last couple of years. I mean, it, yeah, just has played really well. I mean, maybe hasn't had huge fantasy performances, although he he did have a few at the beginning of last year. Um and nobody expected him to be even as good as he was to start this year. He was one of those Achilles that was surprising. And now the ACL. Just jogging down the field too. Uh, it was crazy. Um if you saw that that replay. But Richie James has been he's been out there even when Shepard was. So, um, basically there's no reason to assume that James is not going to continue getting the work he's gotten, you know, again, just like with Noah Brown, we can keep thinking, well, you know, when Tony's healthy, he's back, he's going to take the job. When Wandale Robinson is healthy and he comes back, he's going to take that work. Well, Richie James is there now. He's been getting the work and he's going to keep getting the work until then. So for now you should add him simple as that all right guys here we get to the fun part trades i already said last week trade for david montgomery like i said hopefully you know coincidentally that didn't go great if you paid too much for him it's okay he's gonna come back it's not a terrible injury speaking of injury If you want information on David some of these other cases I'm going to be talking to great guy I follow Dr. Edwin Porras at FB injury doc on Twitter works for fantasy points Um, he has a whole injury uh, write up for for them on their site as well but you can follow him on Twitter and get the same thing so anyway um, when I say it's not that bad it's it's him and others that I'm listening to but He's my go-to friend um, of the show. Been on the show. I didn't get him on this last year, uh, just because my own my own fault. But uh, loved having him on in the past. Uh, I would love to in, in the future as well. Off season um, to to talk about player injuries and a lot of the guys. I mean, we we nailed a lot of those. And he was big on Saquon Barkley uh, last year. We both were. I was thanks to his expertise on it and we were starting to see it and then he had the re-injury of course but it was coming and it, th- that gave me the confidence again to going into this season being all in on Saquon Barkley uh, and of course Edwin Porter Dr. Edwin Porter was as well and uh, that's working out so far I mean he's is he running back one no he's not he's not he's still behind Chubb but he's up there all right so everything that Khalil Harbert did in that game, we expected Montgomery to do that. And he was going to, because that was just a matchup. It was an obvious smash play for the running back. Um running backs have been running all over those guys. But Montgomery got hurt early, and so Claire Herbert got it. And he didn't just get his Montgomery's work. He got Montgomery's work plus his own work because he does have a decent amount of work on his own okay he's one of these backups that has a little bit of his own standalone value can sometimes get a steal a touchdown you know here and there. he's a good player. I've been saying that since before the season I got I got people upset at me when they were bringing up how good Madison was and how he was the number one backup handcuff you should be owning. And I said, yeah well you could just wait a couple of rounds and get Herbert cheaper like, and he's just as good and I got yelled at for that. And I was like, yeah, well, all things considered, he did it as a rookie. Madison it took him a couple years to, to do anything and he's still some is sometimes disappointed. Herbert didn't disappoint and he did it as a rookie. So, like going forward, I don't see how he's any worse. Um I have heard it places but still Dave Montgomery is the, is the starter. He was getting the work. He was being good with it. Um I have to push back. I hear a little bit of the attitude that as if, I don't know if people on Twitter at first didn't realize that Montgomery had gotten hurt or whatever, but there was almost people getting excited and talking about, oh yeah, see, I knew Herbert was better. And all." guys, like, Herbert was hurt. Herbert was going to do that. Okay. And maybe, I mean, Montgomery got hurt. Montgomery was going to do that. And maybe he wouldn't have been as good as Herbert was because Herbert didn't have to worry about, A Herbert also getting work. Montgomery did have to worry about Herbert getting work. So, if that's the case, then you just saw Herbert's best game. Okay, if that's the case, we'll come back to that. All right. So, this is the dip for David Montgomery. Basically, this is the dip. He's he's injured, but it's a short term injury, and people are overhyping on the other side. Herbert taking his job. This is this is the buy low of buy low dips. Okay. Next, running back James Robinson. So a lot of your smart teammates are listening to a lot of smart analysts on a lot of podcasts talking about how you should trade James Robinson because James Robinson's peripherals, his background stats, uh, his usage seems to be um, like unreproducible. sorry stumbling over my words there it seems like it's going to be hard for him to continue to repeat right to which i say why because every time we've said he can't repeat every time we've thought he can't do this or acted like uh my friend shane swagger over um I think he did it on the Super, like, super Show along with John Hogue, friends of the show. I've been on the show. Um, he was talking about how, you know, we act like James Robinson is getting work that he's not supposed to get or something because Travis Etienne is there. But really, this has been James Robinson's job all along. It always was. I mean, that's the argument I was making years ago when... Etienne was a rookie before his rookie season, before he was injured, even had Larky, Josh Larky, then a player for on the show. We debated about it. It wasn't really a winner, but long term, my point was that no, James Robinson has established himself as a good running back. He is the starter. Etienne is the guy who's going to come in and have to take work. He's not just going to get it. And that's shown through even crazier than we ever expected coming back from, uh, nine-month Achilles like J-Rob is to me J-D-G-A-F Rob now he does not care what you think about his Achilles recovery he does not think he does not care what you think about how much work he should be getting or how many you know 20 point 18 to 20 point games he can put up back to back he does not care he doesn't care if you think that it's touchdown dependent because guess what? He just keeps scoring those like 20 yard touchdown runs because, uh, you know, and then people look at his stats and say, well, he's not getting, you know, red zone runs. That was the complaint years ago. And my counter was, well, the Jacksonville was never in the red zone. He kept having to score touchdowns from outside the red zone. And that's what he did week one, right? It was like 37 yard run for a touchdown. Another one, I think last week, 20 something like this. If he keeps doing it, then that's just who he is. That's James Robinson. Okay. So stop acting like he's going to regress to something that he's never been. He's always been this. Why are we thinking he's not going to be it anymore? You, do you really think Travis Etienne, um, has he had not had enough time? Is he going to be something so much better than he is now? Is he going to wake up and be Alvin Kamara tomorrow? Like, James Robinson is a starter in Jacksonville. Jacksonville is better. And this was this was my year two argument for James Robinson. Obviously, it didn't happen thanks to you know the coaching situation there. But my argument for James Robinson year two, last year. Um, was that the offense can improve and make up for any uh lesser opportunity share which was ridiculous his rookie here year, two years ago that even if he's his share went down and he had to share some with etn the offense improving was going to make up for that and like I said didn't happen he still was the starter and still was getting good games last year despite all of that. Now he's in a better situation of the better coach with a year two quarterback and they are playing really well. And now you see, okay, he's sharing, but it's still good because he is the starting running back. Okay, guys, don't overthink James Robinson. Stop overthinking and underestimating James Robinson. He is a starting running back a running back one in the NFL. That is what he is. He has proved it. Stop thinking he's going to regress to a player that he's never been. He has always been a running back one. Literally always been a running back one. Treat him like it. So go trade for him. Go trade for him. Um... Trades that I would make, and we'll get to some other examples of what I would offer. But um, I was thinking about offering Michael Thomas for him in a league, and I don't know if that would have been accepted. It would have been close. But, uh, you know, okay, if I had to throw in something, go do it. Because even in Dynasty, you know, that's that's a situation where people think of James Robinson as being old, but he's not old. I mean, he's not young, okay, third year running back. He's not young, but he's not old either. Meanwhile, Michael Thomas, 29. He's uh, comparatively, as far as wide receivers go, same kind of category. Not that old, but he's not young, right? So they're very similar positions in their career. Um, He's been producing well, Michael Thomas, getting dinged up a little bit here and there. If you don't need a starting wide receiver and you need a starting running back, just flip it, okay? So something like that. And we'll come under other, other examples here in a minute. So that's it for James Robinson, wide receiver, Cortland Sutton. Um, One of the last top wide receivers without a touchdown. Um, Meanwhile, his usage, his his 27% target share, 45% air yard share, which is high for like the main wide receiver on a team. Usually like 45% is, I mean, that's what you see from the, the, marcus valdez gambling or something when he was in green bay right that's what you see you don't also see the 27 percent target share um so he's getting all of it seventh best command like i was talking about and also yards per team weighted opportunity which is a little bit like think yards per team pass attempt which i could look up too for him but yards per team weighted opportunity uses um all opportunities all team play attempts and weights it and the same way basically adds up all the weighted opportunities we would talk about for individuals but adds it up for the team finds out um, your yardage per it and it comes out just like yards per team pass attempt but you can compare it equally between running backs wide receivers and tight ends okay whereas you can only use yards per team pass attempt for tight ends and wide receivers okay now there is i've seen stats out there yards per team attempt okay that's that's what this is but it's it's actually weighting those attempts those opportunities and i think coming out with a a more accurate and usable number across positions between running backs and receivers all right so seventh best so this is a wide receiver one guys his his points are not reflecting that although i think they're really close to it i even forgot to look I um, was so focused on the usage numbers. But he he has wide receiver one, top 12 wide receiver usage. Okay, so it's going to go his way. And that offense hasn't looked great. I think they can do better, you know, first year with Russell Wilson. So there's no reason to expect that it can't improve. Plus, just he's going to get a touchdown here eventually, right? So go ahead and go after him. Last week, it was DK Metcalf I was saying go after that's looking good. We'll come around to that in the re- re- recaps, but um, very similar kind of situation here, but it's Sun this time. All right. Ooh. Trade away. Okay. So I love Khalil Herbert. If you need a running back, then, then keep him. Start him. He's going to get you points. Fantastic usage because he's getting what David Montgomery was getting plus a little bit of what he was already getting. Uh, we'll see what they bring in, whether um, Tristan Ebner, I think it is, or I can't remember right now. I'm pretty, pretty sure that's it. Uh, if he gets more involved this week to help you know, spread out that work a little bit more. But it was all condensed in Herbert this past week, and he had a fantastic game, the top uh, running back performance of the week. So, like, that's... It was a fantastic mass matchup. Okay. We thought Montgomery was going to smash in that matchup. Herbert got the opportunity to do it instead and he did it. Um, So he, he had the matchup. He smashed it. He did. He, he produced executed correctly and, and he was getting all of it because he was, I mean, vacated opportunities, targets, whatever you want to call it. In this case, it would be opportunities. Um, I don't think they're a thing in the off season, but there's certainly a thing, certainly in games and certainly week to week, you know? Um, so people are like, well, if vacated targets aren't a thing. Then how did Matt Collins get so much more opportunity week three when Hunter Renfro's out? Well, that's because it was literally a week later and it was concussion and we didn't know for sure Renfro was going to be out. Like you have to, as a team pragmatically in that short amount of time you, you do want to have to have somebody to throw the ball to right um i just don't think that applies to over the course of an off season and going into a season and and plans for who's going to be part of the, used in the offense i think emergency vacated targets and opportunities is a thing off season are not okay particularly when it comes to running backs and tight ends too, tight ends interestingly. But in this case, he's getting everything going for him. He's getting that emergency use, right? Concentrated um, use that he was going to get. And Munker was going to get, he executed, he got the touchdowns. So that inflates the points. And it was just, it was an easy matchup. Okay. So he's not going to have a better game. basically is what i'm trying to say he's not going to have a better game why not sell him now what and if you find one of these people who who thinks oh he was better back all along he was going to be the starter he should be the starter that's fine and and that may be in the future but Munker who's coming back this season so maybe this isn't a dynasty move this is a redraft move but even a dynasty if you could get someone excited enough to buy him at cost for what they think he's going to produce in the future. Um, We all love to hope and hope the players produce like that in the future. But the fact is the odds are stacked against a running back doing that at all, let alone being that good. So it's in your odds. If you can sell, at a price um worthy of a late first round early second round kind of return and rookie dynasty picks all right and if you could sell clill herbert for david montgomery i mean maybe you can do that right Uh. Water receiver Devin DuVernay. So I, I like him. I've said before the season, you know, people were getting all excited about Likely, Isaiah Likely, the tight end. And I was like, guys, he, he he's still behind like DuVernay. I mean, he's like the fifth target, fourth target at best. And I do like Likely, and you should be, I should have him on one of these ads or something. Um, If you're in a deeper league or a two tight end league or a premium, tight end premium, you really, even a redraft. Obviously he already is, Owned in a dynasty, but in a redraft, he still should be owned because, um, again, emergency vacated targets for tight ends is a thing. Likely would be getting a lot of Mark Andrews work. Okay, it wouldn't be Mark Andrews level results, but he would be getting that opp- a lot of that opportunity. Um, but in the meantime, Devin Duvernay, I had him on on my bench on the team, and I'm looking at it and I'm like. I'm not going to be starting Devin DuVernay. I'm never going to have the confidence. He's been getting touchdowns, which is great. But, you know, it was a big play in week one, and it was uh, against the Patriots. He had a a very nice little corner catch in, in the end zone. But, like, I have no real confidence that that's going to happen all the time. At the same time, it's Lamar Jackson. He's playing incredibly. His touchdown pass rate has always been high. So maybe I should be expecting it. And if you do, and if you believe in it enough to start him in your lineup, then go for it. Don't listen to me. Don't trade him away. But if you have him sitting on your bench and you're not going to put him in your starting lineup, why do you have him? Trade him right now at peak value. Either you think he's going to improve, which means this isn't his peak, which means this is his new standard, which means you can start him. Or if he's just sitting on his bench, that means you don't think he's going to do it again, which means you think this is his peak, which means you should trade him now. Okay. So just, I'm trying to force you guys to like really think through these things. I have to do it to myself, right because we, and we do it all the time with so many ways we rationalize and everything but let's like really force ourselves to be consistent be like okay I'm not starting him so why do I have him? I don't know. I just traded Devin Duvernay for Jamal Williams in a league I had David Montgomery. I have, still do. I'm going to get David Montgomery back. But my I have Saquon and David Montgomery and like nothing after that. Terrible. Okay? So I was like, you look, I need somebody to start as my running back to now. And I need somebody who can flex for me in the future. And Jamal Williams has standalone value, as we've seen. So I was like, all right, I'm going to offer him. It's a dynasty league. And so he's looking at Devin Dunei thinking, oh, he's doing really well. He's going to be something. He has future value. Meanwhile, Jamal Williams is this older aging backup. He doesn't. So he accepted outright, which... Makes me think like I probably overpaid. I probably could have gotten more tip for Devin DuVernay. Um, but that's the example. And I'm very happy with the trade because I think Jamal has a lot of value for the entire season and I'm going for it in that league. I'm 3-0, looking really strong in that one. So I'm at that point in the season where you're like, you know what, I need a running back. I'm going to need one for bye weeks. I'm just going to pay up with this wide receiver who is my like fifth or sixth best wide receiver. Simple as that. Tyler Conklin trade him away. Um, I'm almost a week late on this because because Joe Flacco, uh, Zach Wilson's gonna be back in week four. I was thinking he was gonna be gone for four weeks, so I had him you know penciled in as soon as he started having all these good games. Tight end three at the moment, guys. Tight end three. But a lot of it is based on the work he's getting from Joe Flacco. Short, just volume. I, I don't know if he'll get that from Zach Wilson. I don't. I think he's shown enough to be involved in. He's going to be involved. But it's not going to be tied end three. It's going to be like what we've seen from Higby and Evan Ingram. It's not going to be tight end three. Okay. Um. So that's that. If you can't, if other people are already onto that, maybe you're not going to be able to trade him. I tried packaging him in de- deals. I have a bunch of leagues. I have a bunch of leagues and teams where I have like several of these guys. Okay. You know, I have a Logan Thomas and I have a Evan Ingram and an Everett and, or an Njoku. I have like two of those other guys other than Conklin already. And so I'm like, well, I can just throw Conklin in a deal with, to make it, make it happen. Right. Last one here I added on running back Joe Mixon, or as I like to call him, Joe Midson, because he is the average of the running back ones, like the archetypical average running back one. But lately, he's not even that. He's kind of like Medson, medicine. Medicine. like, I don't know. He's a high-end running back too. And he just had one of the uglier 20-point fantasy games I can remember. I mean, we're talking ugly. I had it up. I don't know where it went. We're talking over 20 attempts, 60-something yards, like three yards per attempt, kind of. And this has been going on. He's been doing this. Um, Among among top running backs, um, he's literally the only one with a below one fantasy point per weighted opportunity. A weight, okay, and think about that, guys. A weighted opportunity is equal to one target in my system, or um, .4 rush attempts, or every two and a half rush attempts equals one opportunity. That's how the math works. So think about this. It's really hard to get below one fantasy point per an opportunity. Like Leonard Fournette is at 1.07 because he hasn't been getting any of the touchdowns, right? He's still even at 1.07, okay? And Mixon has been getting touchdowns um, where he's had one. Javante Williams is getting a lot of opportunity, a lot of weighted opportunities, also not getting a lot of, you know, the touchdowns of results out of it. Also 1.07. I mean, think of any running back you think of as being inefficient, right? They're still uh, James Conner, James Conner. 1.2 okay Joe Mixon is 0.92 fantasy points per weighted opportunity the the I'm scrolling down trying to find anyone lower than this Rex Burke had 0.96 Tyler Alger 0.95 okay Uh, okay I have to go down to like Rashard White and Matt Brita and Kenyon drake uh donta foreman okay these are the guys who are getting that low and i know it's because no it's not even like i said he's he's gotten touchdowns he has the most weighted opportunities among running backs literally the most through three weeks And it is utterly average um I've always thought and I was okay with that, but if it's it's not even average, at least not running back one average, it is just not good okay i I don't see how his uh, he he can't get more work to compensate for it. he's going to have to get less work and be better with it and do more with it and the it's really his touchdowns thanks to the offense. And and lately even targets, right? He's been getting a good amount of actually the receiving work. It did again Thursday night here. That's what's floating him. That's the only reason he's having a 20-point game, because he has like three or four receptions. Um, and was pushed, literally pushed into the end zone by his team. Um, that's why he's having 20 point games and he's gonna look as good on you know the points per game as he does. It's not great, guys. It's not great. I have him in one league and I don't feel great about it. He he's putting up points as my running back two essentially. And but if he's your running back one, oh my goodness, I'm sorry. You you need to go trade for James Robinson. Go trade for James Robinson plus something, right? You telling me most players are not gonna accept that offer? They see Joe Mixon. They see, oh, Bengals starting running back. They see the points he's putting up. It's a complete false resume. James Robinson is a better running back than Joe Mixon. I said it. I would even take Montgomery plus. That one's a little bit more risky. It is, but go for it. In redraft, you could trade Joe Mixon for, um, you know, dang it, Brees Hall was supposed to be on the ad list. um, For uh, Obviously, acquire, trade for. Um, Yeah, this this is why you guys need to watch the whole show, not just the the, the Blitz part. Um, I've been digging a lot more into some of these this week, so I apologize, we're going a little long. Um, But these are some really big ones that we need to really dig into. So you can understand why I sound crazy, but it makes sense. Okay. So James Robinson, poor man's running back one. Okay. Streamers, let's hit him quick. Carson Wentz, even though I think he's probably higher on rosters, roster ship percent than I would typically consider. I think that's going to be going down. It just hasn't reflected yet. Uh, But he had such a bad game against the, the Eagles. And I don't expect him to have a great game this week. Um, I can't even, I'm so focused on week five. I can't even remember who teams are playing week fours. I'm like my own Patriots. I, I, I'm a Patriots fan. People ask me, oh, who are the Patriots playing this week? And I'm like, oh, I don't remember. Cause I, and I'm in my head. I'm thinking I know who they play week five. Who are they playing in week four? Cause I'm on to next week. All right. If he's not there. Okay. That's fine. Ryan Tannehill, solid floor. Good option. Um, Right on the other side on that same game. That same matchup. Isaiah McKenzie. Again, I meant to have another one here. That was maybe a lower ownership. And I was having a hard time coming up with anything. So, hey, follow me on Twitter at FusionFFB. If uh, something sticks out, you could go for it. I mean, you can just take some of those guys from the ads. Um, Noah Brown would be... I I should have just stuck with Noah Brown in here, actually. I think I meant to earlier um and even uh, even alec pierce so either of those guys that were the ads if if mckenzie is owned and you still need somebody and you consider those guys streamers for week five they're probably gonna have good week fours um which is why they were ads right you know benjamin there's been some drops but he is getting more involved in the passing game he has almost as much passing work as james connor does and if they're in a matchup against the Eagles' defense, um, which I don't really want to play the Eagles against Jacksonville this week, but the following week in week five, Arizona, um, that's a game again. And Arizona might, maybe I don't want to start Philadelphia's defense against Arizona either, but I do think Philadelphia's putting up points. They're going to force the Cardinals to keep up. Eno you know Benjamin, passing game, can be involved. That's what you're looking for when you're talking about running back streamers off waivers. Um, Tight ends giving you a bunch here, obviously because of different tiers of roster ship here. David Njoku, I mean, he should be pretty much started every week, almost, depending on your options. But Jawan Johnson's going to be the guy for most of you. And then Noah Gray is the deep one, all right? And Jacksonville, this uh, week five, Against the Texans. Again they're the real deal. Um, Keep an eye on these bye weeks. Identify who you need to replace. And I will. Be looking for replacements specifically. For these kind of players. um, Next week. In week 6 streamers. So let's fly through the recap guys. Um, It keeps looking great for the rookies. That's who I said you should be getting last week. Lave went off. So. All opportunity to trade for or anything for Olave is gone. Burks, it's still there. He didn't have the big game. I thought he might have, but he did have a great usage. So I do think it's still coming with Burks. We already have, we had it with London week two. We had Olave week three. Burks could be week four or it could be week five in that that uh, Washington matchup that uh, I'm highlighting for the, the quarterbacks, right? Um I already told you to add Algarra, right? So you probably already had him. And they were just talking about getting Rashad White more involved, one of the coaches, Um, which it's just coach speak. But it's still nice to know that, like, he's definitely the backup. That's kind of the point. These guys adding, uh, again, this week I saw someone on Twitter saying, it's probably a week early, but I had Jamison Williams. Sorry buddy, You're a week late. I was week. I was two weeks early, I guess. If he was a week early, then we were two weeks early. So Stash Jameson Williams and of course look double check Michael Gallup. Um I think um a guy I follow a lot, JJ Zach Reese Late Round QB on Twitter, and his podcast now is Late Round Podcast. Used to be number fire, has his own thing now. Um, give him a follow. He has he he has had in the past a show called 15 transactions, comes out Tuesdays. It's like, I didn't really think about it at the time, but this show is basically like 15 transactions, but like a a whole week ahead of time. Right. That's kind of, if I had to sum down to somebody, you know, when somebody asked me, you know, what's, what's your show about? And I know that they're involved in, in Twitter and they listen to podcasts. They know about JJ, they know his show. I just tell him it's like 15 transactions but a week ahead of time. I was like, "Oh, okay, I get it." Just like that, they get it. Um the the funny thing now is that he now since he's doing like these shows full time, he's actually started doing like a sleeper show and a trend show on Wednesday, Thursday. And he's he's kind of getting in my lane a little bit with the sleeper show. He's like a week ahead sometimes on these guys. And I'm a little annoyed that he it's a little bit annoying. But typically I judge like if my ads and my streamers and so on. Um, oh, He also has a show with Denny Carter called uh, Living the Stream, another podcast, very much streamers based for quarterbacks, defenses, tight ends. And uh, basically I listen to those two shows on, like on a Tuesday. And I'm just checking off when it's players – that were my streamers, you know, oh, Hayden Hurst, check, yep, oh, Con- Tyler Conklin, yep, check. check, like, if if I, if they talking about the guys that I talked about the week before, I know I did my job, basically, and it doesn't mean they're going to work out, maybe they don't always work out, but it means I correctly predicted who was going to be the guys that the experts were going to be telling you to pick up, but before the experts told you and everyone else to pick them up, so you could pick them up for free. So that's that's what I mean. And um, I so I have no problem telling you go listen to their show, go listen to that show, and I promise you you'll hear half the names are going to be names I already already talked about. And um, again, that is no offense. I love his show. I respect his work. I have for years. To me, I that's that's me feeling good about my work when. And I know that my process is working when they end up on his list as well. So I have no problem with you going and listening to his show. It's hopefully going to make you think that I'm smart. Um, really, I'm just a guys that this show is just putting effort somewhere that no one else is putting effort. That's all it is. Um, all right. The trade fours—they all still work. Um, DK Metcalf put up like 17 points then last week. Got did he get a touchdown? I can't even remember, but I don't think he still got a touchdown. But either way, probably that b- buy low window it closed a little bit, and I think he's going to keep. I think he's now locked in on Gino. He's he's got Gino looking at him. He's he's look got him locked in. I'm the captain. All right. He's got his attention now. He's gonna keep focusing on him, and then we have the players that you can just let go, cut him. In the meantime, streamers for Week Four, in case you still need this somebody. Um, I do look out for Winston. I don't know. I heard some things, and it's this is the this is the London game as well. So look out about this matchup. Um, but Percet is a good one there also heard him on the living stream and everything that was one of the ones i was like yep there he is check all right uh week four so we got jalen warren kenneth walker sony michelle so i think i have sony michelle in on one of my deep leaks this week we'll give it a shot and jalen warren other people this week i've been hearing talking about how it's a little concerning how he's getting so much more work especially even in the red zone there you go that's what it's going to take Um, Michael Gallup, replace that out with Noah Brown if you need to, if he's not back. Okay. Ashton Doolin, same thing. Replace that out with Alec Pierce if you need to. Okay. Juwan Johnson, there you go. And Hayden Hurst. Sorry about week three, guys. I said, I hope it worked out week three. It did. It didn't work out. It didn't work out. It almost didn't work out week four, but it did. It did. We got a touchdown at the end of the game, bailed you out. Thirteen point two points PPR. Uh, I think three or four um, receptions, uh, targets for minimal yards. Although the first one early in the game was impressive. Uh, he like had a, a good eight yards after contact. He like carried a couple guys. So um, he's going to continue to be one of these guys. He hasn't been noticed as much as like the Conklins and the Everett's. And the Higby's um, have lately. So now I'm having to fall back on, on Hayden Hurst. Because the other guys who were being ignored that I said to pay attention to are now getting the attention. Right? Juwan John Johnson's right on that line where if he has another good week this week, you're not going to be able to pick him up easy anymore. But you're going to have him already. And you have those other guys already. You probably don't even have to listen to me because you're starting Joku and Higby. So... You don't even need this. All right, and then Colts' defense against Titans this week. Um, Colts have a, a solid defense. And the Titans, I know I was recommending some players in a matchup in a couple weeks. But Tannehill is not above giving up some turnovers and so on. So let's go really quick and look at two weeks ago show. How those have really worked out. The Donald Peoples Jones won. He's getting work, man, but it's just not converting. And it's probably not going to until either Watson is there, um, or he's just gonna get replaced by David by David Bell. At some point, David Bell is gonna show up on the show. At some point. Uh, same thing with Robbie Anderson. He's getting the work It just with Baker Mayfield, it's been terrible. Okay. And there you go Juwan Johnson uh, we talked about him a while ago Keaton he's been I don't know if he had a concussion or something but he was out last week and it wasn't it wasn't performance involved okay so I, I still think he was on track to get more work there so I still like that K-makers right on guys everything we said from the beginning it's happening we saw it um his his usage was was bad he was getting hit you know behind the line of scrimmage first couple weeks once he's into it a little bit more, he's going to be better at setting himself up and taking off and avoiding getting tackled behind line of scrimmage. Right, and we saw it. Um, he was like 12 for 65 yards or something like that, which is is well over four. I think it's like five or almost six yards per carry. Um, and he even got the touchdown. Okay, now the total wasn't wasn't amazing, but it was a it was a solid you know 12 points or something like that right um 6 and 6 yeah it was like 12 and a half points it's nothing super special but it was it was pretty good actually he had a number of targets and receptions as well uh which Henderson did not have so this is exactly what we were talking about and looking at it can improve even more okay Hunter Renfro uh he was out with Cush- cushion still expecting to be back either way um buying him right after that week one was was absolutely the play and Derek Carr and geno smith both of them work out with really strong points as streamers for you uh, 1918 um kyle phillips was out again so unfortunate so we'll have to keep an eye on him um that that is contributing to burks getting the great usage it just didn't actually convert to points so that's a little bit of reinforces, what I, at least what I was looking at was there. Sonny Michelle four points or something. He didn't get touchdown. Basically, that's it. They got blown out. I This was back when we thought Jacksonville was still bad. I don't think that anymore. So I wouldn't have done this thinking that they were going to get a big lead because, no, I'm not counting on teams having big leagues against Jacksonville anymore. Nope. Jacksonville's legit. Um And then Hayden Hurst, like I said, didn't work out. Skip that one quick. But the Eagles dice roll, that worked really good. You got a 20-pointer with your defense. So I I had them everywhere I could. I was starting them. I hope you did too. Paid off big time. So, all right, guys, that's it. That's the show. A little of a long one this week as far as the the, the total. Um, Follow me on on Twitter, at FusionFB, FFB. Of course, you know where the podcast is. You know the YouTube is up there. And you know that on FusionFFB.com, you're going to have my notes. And yes, I get it. They're just kind of spewed out there. I don't have the time or effort to to do more than that. I just, I just, I don't. But it's there. Essentially, everything I've said is in my notes about each player. And you can find it on the website if you want to read it. If you want to reference it, if you can't listen or watch, if you can, if you have, I appreciate it. Thank you guys for joining me. Uh, Have a great week four. I look forward to you next week when we're on to week six. Have a good night.